Time for another special edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. Big Sound 2018, Australia's answer to South by Southwest. It's held in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley over three nights and literally it's a big drinking session with heaps of networking opportunities and the chance to showcase your talents for upcoming bands based here in Australia. It's also one big fucking party to go catch up with bands who you've been looking forward to seeing for quite some time and, you know, the opportunity to get out and about and see what Australia has to offer in regards to music. Every year about 150 bands descend upon Brisbane and play in various venues across the valley. But don't worry, we're not playing 150 bands in this podcast. We've narrowed it down to some of the best bands we saw who we think are going to be big in future years. Coming up, we've got chats with the likes of The Beautiful Monument, Bad Juju, Stateside, Barebones, Gravemind, Wildheart, and Wind Waker, who did something ballsy, a big sound that a lot of other people might not appreciate. However, I thought it was fucking great. We'll talk all about that, but I really wanted to track these guys down for a chat. Unfortunately, they eluded me all week. So uh, getting this song on from uh, one of the greatest pop punk bands, I think, in Australia right now. This is Between You and Me on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, with big chats from Big Sound. Since we were back in high school talking every day Cause he still 
Hey, it's Nick from Bad Juju, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Bad Juju, after Big Sound, they are hanging out with us right now. Guys, uh, for a band who pretty much emerged out of nowhere, for me, you guys put quite a fucking stamp on uh, those who have got the chance to come and see your shows. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Starting with a compliment, that's not a question. Um, So the thing that piqued my attention uh, straight away was the fact that your band emerged from the ashes of Confession and House vs. Hurricane. But it's a completely different style in regards to uh, the genre. Was that a conscious decision that you wanted to try something different or was it just like, hey, we're just going to make a sound and see what comes out? Yeah, absolutely it was. Um, We'd all played in heavy bands for a very long time and we got old (laughs) and we just started to like kind of want to write the music that we listened to when we were growing up something that reminded us of the youth and how fun that was and we really want to project that in what we play now so it's like how it's all come back around full circle this is something you listen to when you're in your teens now you're in your late 20s early 30s yes 30s don't tell anyone (laughs) and then now you're doing it for the next batch of kids who are going to listen to this and go i want to be in a band like bad juju yeah hopefully like yeah i guess we grew up listening to like Offspring, Blink-182, yeah. punk stuff, and gradually got into heavy stuff, and yeah, now we want to kind of go Reflect back and make Reflect on some, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at what's going on around the world right now, and nostalgia is just blowing up left, right, and centre. You've got all these anniversary shows and things like that because yeah. people want to relive their youth. Does that make it easier for you guys to transport back to that time and go, let's write a song like The Offspring, or let's <laughs> get a fucking pop-punky kind of grungy song now? I think, like... It doesn't. It definitely makes it easier, but I think it's just things rotate in circles, and yeah. like we, it's it like it always comes back to having fun, and like we don't necessarily sit down and are like, oh, we want to write a song like this band or this band. It's just like let's just sit down and just do what we do yeah. and yeah. have fun, see yeah. what comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, been lucky to be offered some cool stuff so far, which is great. Yeah. yeah. So from uh, the perspective of yourselves coming to Big Sound, leaving a big impression like you have already, what do you recommend? for bands who have been thinking about doing Big Sound in the past and just never got around to putting their application in? Do oh, it. Definitely do yeah. it. We had the best time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. a big, it's an amazing experience and it's so, it, you just, the amount of people that you meet and... The community in it is amazing. Huge, yeah. it's yeah, so yeah. good. We've met yeah. so many nice people. It's not just a situation of sitting down with executives having meetings, it's like coming to meet fans from all different locations around Australia, around the world, that kind of thing, who might not necessarily go check out your band in the first place. Yeah, exactly, the opposite of just sitting down with execs and things like that. Use it as a tool and opportunity to develop relationships with other bands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we've yeah. made so many friends with like different band members in the last couple of days that we hadn't met before. So. And, that, you know, obviously you're in the music industry for as long as you guys have been and you, you get to discover these new bands essentially do you offer advice or are you at the point now where you're still taking stuff in we're listening yeah. <laughs> we're still taking this stuff in this is a whole in. new world for us man and we just want to soak it in yeah especially because we've always been like more of the heavy heavier genre I mean we've still got some heavy elements but yeah. yeah now it's yeah we're learning off a lot of rock bands and stuff like that and what they do and like all the youth of today how to yeah. Dab, as they call it. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, no, no. I, I'll fall over. Cut that. Let's never fucking do that again. <laughs> All right, what's next for Bad Juju? Obviously, you guys have the uh, the EP out right now. Is a yeah. debut album obviously the next thing in the works? At the moment, it's just a focus on writing songs. Like, yes. just put out as much good content as we possibly can. Don't, like, care what, it, like, form that comes in. We haven't really decided yet. It's just, let's write good songs and see what comes with it. Just trying to write as much as we can, so we got some assets to work with yeah <laughs> and with your experience uh being in bands in the past is it easier or are you challenging yourself to try and make those songs better than what you have in the past we're always like 
pushing yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Like I think it's almost a bit of a it's a double-edged sword, right? You know, it's, we almost work against ourselves because of how picky we are and we yeah. can be with what we do and how we do it. So yeah. All right, well, we want to see what comes up from you guys next. For those who haven't had the chance to come across the band, what's a song of yours that we need to get on right now that you think best represents the band and what you guys are doing moving forward? Probably the track moving on that we've got a video clip for. Um, yeah, it seems to be the one that's getting the most, <laughs> biggest reception and it's really fun to play live. So yeah. keen yeah. to do some more stuff like that for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get that one on right now. Let's get some good juju for bad juju, guys. <laughs> All the best with the future. Thanks, bro. Thank Bye. you so much.
Amy from The Beautiful Monument and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. I am hanging out with my favourite female-fronted group since the Spice Girls, The Beautiful Fucking Monument. Uh, Lizzie, Andy and Amy, welcome. Hello. Hello. We seem to be catching up quite frequently because it just seems to be that The Beautiful Monument are hot property in Australia right now. Um, what's your motivation and why are you popping up all the time? Because I love music. Yeah. And it's a heaps easy way to get free tickets because you just play it. Right, okay. Yeah. So you're all about going to the shows for free yeah, stuff and working there because that's how you get into things. Oh, not really like getting free stuff, but I just mean being in that environment, like getting yeah. to like see all these shows, get to see like little bands, big bands, everything in between. It's super yeah. cool to like see them all. Now, for those who are watching and listening right now, you might hear a different voice that you haven't exactly heard yet in the beautiful monument. Amy, you're a newbie. You're a fresh kid on the block. Did you go through an initiation process to get the job or? Or was it just because you were known to the group and they just said you'll do? They pretty much just said you'd do. And the rest was I just lied on my resume. Have you found it so far? Is it challenging to come into a group that's sort of already established with these songs behind them? Or are you more than welcome to use your creative juices to help them out? Um, well, it was cool because I already liked the first album. So yep. it was sort of easier to learn it, if that made sense. Because I liked it. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll play those songs. I know them. And I, like, I did a tour with my band with them a, little, a couple of years ago. So I sort of knew them all those people already so it was just super easy to just sort of jump just in and slide in essentially and be part of the furniture that's been there for years <laughs> yeah and just start doing high kicks which we saw last night in your performance ladies um obviously amy's taking the professional approach um w- was it hard to sort of go through the lineup changes and get to the point where you are now where you've got the next phase of the band um oh, man it was definitely stressful for a little bit or we didn't know what was going to happen um but then it kind of all came together really well yep and then since then it's Felt really good. Everything happens for a reason, so I don't know. Like as as shit as some of the things are that have like happened. Yeah. Like I I'm, I couldn't be happier with the lineup. Like we're all yep. really really good friends. Um, I feel like it's just a completely different dynamic now with the band, which yep. is not a bad thing either. Like it's just super different. Does it bring more challenges because you essentially have to not exactly uh, set up relationships again because you're also well known to each other, but you need to work out what works for some people, what doesn't, what gets on your gears, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, like, look, we're still like learning about everyone like every day yeah um we'll find out that someone doesn't like something or will react to something in a certain way and we're like oh that's new but um (laughs) (laughs) but it's um yeah i don't know it's just one of those challenges it's kind of like face it when we get there yeah get to that point but until that point you're doing fucking big things you headlined the last night of big sound which was great uh from let's take a look at the last time we caught up which literally that we got introduced to you this time last year at big sound from there you played unify you're back here again you've done a few tours uh in hearts way tonight love just to make some points and names that we can think of for yourselves obviously you know that's not your peak you, you still want to go far but what are your goals or what do you want to do within the next 12 months i stand by what I said at Unify, I know I've made it when we make it on Ellen. I just yeah. want to play on Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I want to be in the angsty scene on na- Neighbours or Home and Away, like when the kids be like, oh, oh yes. yeah, like, yeah, that's what I want. have our song played on like Jersey Shore or some shit. Oh. Mm. Like one okay. of the really dramatic scenes. Okay, so the, the album came out. It was fantastic. I loved it. I think everyone should buy it. It's on Bandcamp. I'm the scene. Go check it out. New material. This is the thing that people want to know. Like, because we've seen what you guys have done, what you can do, but when do we start seeing the new stuff? Uh, we actually should get it back in about a week's time and then uh, we're going to 
just wait and see some things. Yeah. And then um, I guess we'll release. There might be something by the end of the year, otherwise should be started next year. So for a sneak peek for those who, who want to know, is it going to go down the similar style of I'm the Sin? Is it going to be that genre-crossing, melodic, hardcore, metal kind of pop emo combination orgy? Well, <laughs> I like that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's... um. Interesting description. I do yeah, write I reviews, know, and they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Wait and listen. Just wait. I'm an impatient person because I obviously want to know, like, what can we expect? So a new record. Okay, a new record. Oh, <laughs> I know that this is going. Uh, no, it's pretty. Fa- it's pretty good. It's well, like I, if you like I'm the Sin, you like the diversity between some songs and how you have yeah. some that are happy, some that sound like a Disney song, some that sound like we're about to break your jaw with a spin kick. You'll you'll, you'll <laughs> like it because it has that diversity from track one to track. Yeah. Not telling you how many there is. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got that here. Okay, so for those who are checking out the beautiful monument for the first time, obviously you know they haven't been following what we're doing and they just really are losers with their lives. Um, what's the song we need to get on right now? Hostage. Hostage, Hostage is our best one. Ignore them. All right. Well, Amy has spoken. So this is Hostage from the Beautiful Monument. Ladies, as always, thank you very much. Looking forward to this fucking album ready. Put it out and uh, come back again soon. Thank
Hey, it's Adam from Wild Heart, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Big Sound has been fucking epic, and uh, a band who played a couple of great sets, a fucking Wild Heart from Brisbane. You didn't really have far to travel to. Come to Big Sound. How was the experience for you guys? Oh, it was honestly great. Like, the crowd itself was probably one of the better crowds that I've played with the band, and the energy was great, great atmosphere, and played pretty tight, so I was very happy with it and as a punter or someone who never had the opportunity to see you guys before it was great to see you in action and i guess crowbar would be your secondary home so it was just like literally going and playing with a bunch of mates crowbar is definitely a second home now like we've got a really good working relationship with those guys and it's a sick venue love playing there yeah any bands who want to come to brisbane go check out crowbar but let's talk about the new ep we are it got released and uh it's just been receiving positive reviews is that reassuring to know that you guys are doing the right thing when it comes to people saying hey this is actually fucking good yeah we really didn't like know how well it would do what people's response would be but it's been really positive so you know it's really refreshing for all that you know time and effort that we put into it to you know see that kind of result yeah so yeah we're really happy with it keen to keep playing more shows and getting to you know play more of this new stuff and that's the thing that you've got to do now that it's out there people want to hear more they want to see what you guys have to offer and from what we saw at the uh showcases at big sound it was great because you have this on stage ferocity that it sounds like a band that have been together for decades but how long have you guys been together well me personally i've only been in the band for about a year yep. that's the first band i've ever actually been in oh, so right, i'm still yeah. i'm still kind of learning as i go really yeah. but it's been fun especially to join the band with the boys who they all know exactly what they're doing so yeah. i can kind of feel you know comfortable just slotting in and just doing whatever feels right so do you look to them for advice or is it like a situation of you're trying to pick up all the information you've gathered over the years and prove your worth and what you can do without the help that these guys can offer it's it's actually a really good learning experience for me because when we go in and we talk about you know band things as opposed to what we're going to do about releases and all that kind of stuff i don't really know how it'll work so it's good to see their perspective on how to handle all that kind of stuff so it's really good to go on a band, like I said, that's experienced. So, yeah. so I know exactly what it's what it's going to be like and the best way to handle certain situations. So, and how has he been joining the band? Is he a bit of a shithead? Or no, he's great. He he he's the best dude. Probably because I know him the least. <laughs> so there's still plenty of years to come before you you know get to know the real him. It's legitimately been super refreshing having a dude come in who's just from the get go super dedicated. I can throw any riff at him and he can play it. I'm pretty sure he's better at guitar than me, so it makes (laughs) it easier. Well, don't mention that out loud. We'll save that for later on down the track when you get booted. That's Um, it. Okay, let's talk about the EP and obviously, you know, your stage presence as well. Like, you have a lot of uh, topics that you guys would obviously, you know, support and get behind as well too. For yourself, do you find the band like an avenue to be able to get your opinions out on certain things and not have people judge you per se because they're listening to what you're saying? Um, I think with this EP in particular, we've kind of tapped into some stuff which we haven't spoken about sort of before a lot of the previous stuff was very introspective very personal uh whereas now i think we're kind of we wanted to talk about some more worldly topics so you know we are is very much about the oppressed and you can kind of take that on any way you see it It can be about sex race gender identity even just like your social economic status it's very much about you know being oppressed and standing up and then you know we still talk about you know personal things you yeah. know as well like you know some of the songs are dealing with heartbreak substance abuse loneliness but it all kind of it all, it's all come from a more worldly perspective you know thinking about how you know other people in the world are feeling and what they're going through yeah. um so i think you know 
people can kind of interpret it how they want. And that's one thing that people need to realise with albums. Like, this is a story that comes from you guys writing it on a personal level. But with that said, what you're writing about is essentially what someone might be going through, whether it be the same thing or something different. And they can take lyrics, which, let's say, for example, is about a girlfriend, and they can make it about, you know, a boss who fucked them over, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Like, it's very nonspecific, you know, and people can kind of attach themselves to the song in any way they kind of see fit. In the recording process, what was one of the things that you took a step back and I guess you could say you learned from it all? Like, obviously, you've been in bands for years. This is your first experience recording, writing with the guys. For yourself, was there a moment that you were like, you know, fuck, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we touched on that, that kind of deal. I think the biggest thing with, like, the songwriting and recording was we did things a little bit differently. Like, we definitely got a lot more... I think we got heavier. We got darker. And I'm kind of glad we went down that direction. A lot of our earlier stuff was still heavy, was still very melodic, but I feel like now we've got a nice niche. We've, I think we've learned to really fuse our influences you know, together and yeah. create something different and original but very relatable. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, I can't express it through words professionally, so I'm just going to ramble off some bullshit and hopefully that it sticks. But like, what you're doing, it doesn't sound like anyone else, but with that said, it fits in the post-hardcore, you know, melodic hardcore genre. Absolutely. That's not a question. That's just literally a compliment. No. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I've had a few different friends of mine have come forward and been like, oh, it reminds me of this album by this band, or everyone has is kind of picking up on different stuff. And I guess like what you were saying before, everyone has their own interpretation yeah. of what it sounds like. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what's the future hold for you guys? Obviously, the EP's out now. Kind of decompressed from the week. Hey, like we've we've talked to a lot of people this week, done a lot of networking, and it's just been really awesome. So um, we're planning to just keep smashing shows, try to get as much in before the year's out, and just keep writing. Now that this EP's behind us, I'm like, what's next? Yeah. I want to write some new music. I've been listening to these songs for so long now. For those who haven't had the opportunity to come across the EP yet, what do you think is a song on it that they need to hear that you think might best represent the band? I think, honestly, the title track. Yep. We're going to get that one right now. But, boys, thank you very much for the chat. All the best with Outside of Big Sound. And fucking we'll see you at Crowy soon. No doubt. Thank you so much.
It's Will from Wind Waker, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Big Sound is over and done with, and a band that I saw on the lineup but never thought I'd check out and enjoy was Wind Waker, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. The boys are here joining me now. How was your Big Sound experience? <laughs> yeah, really, really, really good. Uh, we've had so much fun. We've met so many cool people, and it's just been such a party. Yeah. <laughs> Big party. I saw you partying, Will, a lot of the nights. It was fantastic. Um, so, obviously, uh, those who haven't had the opportunity to come across you guys, give us a rundown. Where are you from? What do you do? Obviously, we know you play music, but where did the band originate? Uh, so, we originated in Wagga in, like, end of 2014. Yeah. And moved to Melbourne as a band in 2015. And here you are now playing Big Sound and, yeah, yeah, doing big things. Correct. What is the the music scene like in Wagga? Because obviously there's a reason why you guys had to leave in the first place to go to Melbourne to, I guess, get the name out there a bit more. Is it still thriving or is it one of these ones like the Gold Coast that's sort of like drying up? Um, There's only really a couple bands there. There's not a whole lot happening and obviously that's why we moved. But um, only three of us are from Wagga. So Liam's from Melbourne. We've picked him up since. He's the only actual... (laughs) So you know a good coffee when you see one. I do. Um, And then Jesse's from Albury, which isn't that far. Yeah, Yeah, so we're all over the place. But um, yeah, there's not much of a scene there. I try and put on a show there every now and then. And there's a couple bands there that put on shows, but it's... That's a big thing too. It's like just how many promoters there are. It's not so much bands. Like there are a lot of bands, like high school bands and stuff. But it's... And but like a lot of the regional tours are starting to go through there. Like yeah, North Lane yeah. went through there, and then Inhouse Wake went through. Uh, we went back for that one. Yep. And then Trophy Eyes and Fayard have gone through there this year. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's like kind of getting put on the map now. But look, you've got an EP behind you now, and obviously you got the the chance to showcase uh, your talents here at Big Sound and Brizzy. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, um, and how am I going to do this in the nicest way possible? Because it's not mean <laughs> at all. Um, I heard you guys playing. I can't remember the name of the song, but then I was sitting there. And I was like, this sounds like Sleepwalking from Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> and then literally out of nowhere, you boys started playing Sleepwalking. And then Can You Feel My Heart? And just something changed in me that was like, you guys fucking nailed that. Like, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't just like you guys playing a cover song. It was like a medley of your song and then them and then wrapping up on your song. That was fucking great. Chris and I spent some nights um, together, like, in the apartment, um, trying to get that to be really seamless. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. really proud of how that's kind of come. We started doing that, like, earlier this year just as, like, an exercise of what we can kind of do as a live band Um, and yeah I'm like really proud of that I don't know how much longer we'll be doing it for well that was the thing like I I haven't come across an upcoming band to do something like that yet but because you did it so well I don't want you to stop if that makes sense okay yeah (laughs) it's certainly been like a bit of I wouldn't say like a gimmick but it's definitely been like a talking point for people who've come like see us and I've always found like not to say that we've ever had any bad shows, but if there's a show that's kind of just been like, oh, this is okay, without fail, it's always turned yeah, the crowd it's around. The crowd, the crowd plays yeah, it, yeah. Definitely. Did you, was it a conscious decision between you guys to do something like that? Or were you thinking, look, we can't do a cover song at Big Sound, we need to showcase what we've got, but, you know, in saying that, it worked out well. I think it's more so like people just took the piss of that song and said that it <laughs> sounded like sleepwalking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we decided okay, yeah, to yeah. capitalise on the yeah, meme and just. Yeah. And just prove them right, but also go, fuck you, this is what we're doing. Yeah. It, it's kind of, um, it, I was talking about this last night, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword with like big sounds. Like part of it is you want to showcase your music, of course, but I felt like we also, like I said earlier, like want to kind of showcase what we're like as a live band yeah. as well and just kind of what our abilities are to kind of interweave, you know, things that people do enjoy and will get into, but also 
integrate that within our original yeah. music. So, because it's one thing to be able to record uh, in a studio, it's another thing to perform on stage and to have the charisma that you guys had on stage. Another thing I got to mention as well, too, Will, with you. When I first heard you guys, I was having a beer at the bar with Pricey from the faction, and um, I turned to the stage. I'm like, that sounds like a great front woman, and I turn around, <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, that's a bloke, that's Will. But in saying that, in like in like a nice way possible, but nice. we're all we're all nice. Okay, we're going to be an asshole. You pull it off great. You can do those high pitched melodic kind of feminine sounds, but then you've got the guttural screams, which just fucking work. Do you yeah, struggle yeah. with that, or like uh, is that that coming naturally? I wouldn't say it's coming naturally. Like I've probably had vocal training for about eight years. Yeah, mostly like started in rock music, so like lower lower pitch stuff, but. I guess like the more you down tune guitars and stuff, it, it calls for the higher sounds. Yeah, so yeah. the the lower we've gone, the higher the vocals have gotten. So it's sort of unavoidable <laughs> now, uh, unless we like I don't know, just scrap clean vocals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, you can't have that. But what you need yeah. to do at a show coming forward is dress up like a woman and just scare the fuck out of absolutely everyone. Halloween's coming up. There's an idea for you guys. It's a really great idea. That'd be yeah. hard. <laughs> All right. So for those who haven't had the chance to come across Wind Waker yet, uh, this is a golden opportunity for you guys to continue on with this brew of what Big Sound's all about. What's a song we need to get on right now that best represents the band or something that you think everyone's going to fucking enjoy? Uh, our newest song, New Infinite, is the only one worth checking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got, you got no choice now. All right, we're getting that one on right now. Boys, all the best for the future. Thanks for stopping by and fucking Wind Waker. Check him out. Yeah.
it's Erin from Stateside and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Big Sound has come to an end and one of the bands I really wanted to check out who actually fucking blew my mind was Stateside. Erin joins me now. Uh, congratulations on wowing me. I'm a very hard person to please, but you guys did it well. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Did you feel coming into it that you had a lot of pressure because you were playing so many more sets compared to everyone else who played maybe two or so, two or one? Um, yeah, we played three sets over the, the period of the, the, week, period of yeah. the week and it was... Not so much pressure, but we were a little bit nervous because really what Big Sound is and it's such a huge deal to us. So I think really just coming into it and, and we just had to wing it really. So yeah. Well, winging it, you did good. You did great. I'm really bad at talking, but let's go back. The uh, Naive EP has been out for a little while now and obviously people are jumping on it. The best way to explain this to people who haven't heard Stateside yet is you're like a combination of um, Tonight Alive and No Doubt. So if you're into those kind of bands, you'll definitely jump on board with Stateside. Yeah, that's awesome. No doubt. I love that. That's really cool. Now, with the the EP itself, obviously because it uh, has been out for quite some time now, are we looking to the future to do an album next or is like another EP on the way soon? We were going to go for an EP, but we've decided that we'd rather take um, a few songs, like three or four, that we really like and rather push them individually a little bit harder than we would for a bigger EP or whatever. Release, yeah. Yeah, so we're really just going to try and knuckle down and try and nail those few songs so try and get like quality over quantity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first of which, or one of which, we saw uh, performing uh, low, which is great. It sounds, and this is the, probably the best way to explain it. It sounds so far advanced compared to what was on the EP. Uh, what was the difference in recording the EP and recording this song? Um, we actually haven't recorded it yet. We're still we're still working at it. So the version that's getting out, and I should mention this. I've heard a sneak peek of it. That's unfinished. That is. That's a demo. This is going to be hard because we probably won't be able to play it. But um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go back to uh, the recording uh, sessions. Like, How did this differentiate from the EP to this song itself? Um, really, we just wanted to... It's hard to explain because people haven't heard it, but it's more, it's more fun. It's upbeat. It's not chuggy pop punk anymore. We kind of want to move away from that into um, a more fun environment so people can really like dance and have fun yeah. at our shows. So this song was really fun. We uh, started with just a skeleton um, and we brought in a whole bunch of different references and we're like, you know, we want to have this kind of like crowd interaction part. Let's have claps. Let's have this. Let's have that. And yeah. we just... It was exciting, really exciting, and I'm so excited to release it. It's it's different. It's not naive anymore. So obviously when we saw you performing on stage, and like you were saying, you, you want crowd participations, you want the melodic stuff, you want the screams every now and then, that kind of thing. Is that strategically like you sit down and map out what you want to do, or is it like a natural thing that comes when you're writing? Um, I think it's more natural now. So we kind of, we've written a whole bunch of songs, and we they're all so different. It's like every song we wrote was a different genre, <laughs> and eventually we kind of found our feet and figured out where we wanted to be, this nice little uh, place between pop and rock. And yeah, it was it was easy. It just kind of happened. It was very natural. So with those songs that you wrote that sound completely different to what you're going for, do they eventually just, will they sit on the side and maybe become a release in future, that kind of thing? Or um, It depends, like, because they might, that might be the direction we go in later. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, they'll just kind of sit there or we can yeah. or we can take what we like out of those songs and kind of put them in other songs, recycle things. Yeah. And uh, we want to use more electronics. Yeah, uh, yeah we want to bring in the synths. We want to bring in, like, all these, all these exciting, like, noises and stuff so that it really kind of widens our sound yeah 
makes it sound bigger, obviously, mm. when you're playing shows too. Talking about playing shows, you scored some pretty fucking awesome support slots recently. For yourself, like when, when you get the phone call to, say, for example, open for Simple Plan, what happens in a situation like that? Is it like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Pierre and that, all right. They're pretty good. And then you hang up the phone and just go, fuck! <laughs> No, we got, um, because we jumped on late. So I was already going to the Simple Plan shows. And then Real Friends dropped out. And we didn't didn't even think it was an option. Like, didn't even think that that's where we would be. But we got the call and I cried. (laughs) (laughs) I literally cried. I remember I was at uh, Warp Tour. I think it was maybe 24. 15, I'm not sure, when, when Warp Tour was here. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, the Aussie sim- one, yeah, gotcha. Simple yeah. Plan played and I was front row and yeah. I was like, yes. So when we when we played that tour, it was unreal. Honestly, I don't think I'll ever, like, I get, that, I get that, the jitters. That was, that was a huge moment for you and, like, a huge achievement and now it's like, how can you top that, that kind of thing? And especially to be able to sing Jet Lag with them as well. And so yeah, that was, that was too, yeah. insane. I kind of just walked back and I was like, hi, like, can I sing with you? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, hell yeah. And but, they were down for it, yeah. Yeah, like, so they said, well, we'll, um, um, do it in soundcheck tomorrow and see how it goes and yes. they loved it and had so many compliments about it so what's what's the future holding for stateside obviously you're, you're working on the new material right now are we going to see more touring that kind of thing um yeah it's, everything's kind of up in the air at the moment but we're going to record and then we're going to do some music videos um and then we're touring with neck deep at the end of the year yeah which is so That's cool right, yeah. it's so cool we're going to perth for the first time Um, But we're really just kind of going to knuckle down on writing and really try and get out the best that we can. But we'd love to tour more in the future, maybe go overseas and all that kind of stuff. So, All right. uh, For those who want to jump on the uh, stateside bandwagon, what's a throwback from the band that you think was a great time in your life that you put out on this EP? Honestly, Neon Neon? would be my favourite from the Naive EP because that has that fun element and it's like upbeat and everything. So I think that would be probably the closest uh, to our new music. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, like I said earlier, our new music is very, it's it's different. So like you could get into this song right now, but don't expect the new songs to sound like this. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. All right, well that's flashback with stateside right now. This is Neon. Aaron, thank you so much for the chat. Thank you.
Yeah, the bones! Yeah, the brownie. Bare bones are here. Uh, continuing on from uh, what I've spoken about, obviously, whenever I talk about these boys, my favourite uh, band I discovered in 2017, arguably one of the best debut albums in quite a few fucking years with Bad Habits. It's been an incredible year. For you guys, what has been, personally, one of the, the greatest things to come out of putting that album out? Um, getting to do some very cool tours, man. Uh, we got to, off the back of Bad Habits tour with Stone Sour, um, do some really big rooms. We got to tour with The Bronx. We got to tour with Rise Against, uh, some of our favourite bands and some big influences for us. So that would be the highlight, sitting here talking to you. That's oh, thank always you. A, always a <laughs> highlight. You're beautiful. Uh, <laughs> look, it was, it was such a fucking great crafted piece of music who did you guys team up with to do this because obviously Chris you do a lot of the producing with the guys were you involved or do, who did you have like looking up to to help out with this album well we have like uh, a fairly close friend of all of us who's um who works as a as a producer as well he um we kind of got him in on just kind of help out with a little bit more of the songwriting duties and a little bit of the tracking and stuff but basically for the rest of it we kind of just knuckled down and kind of did it ourselves really yeah. and I mean, I think that was good with, um, especially with the debut album, you know, you're still finding your feet, working with 12 tracks, yeah. um, something kind of new and having a bit of extra time and not having the pressures of, you know, someone sitting there, you know, on the clock, you know, yeah, yeah. the bank kind of getting drier yeah. and drier. It, 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 it was kind of really good. So moving forward with things like that, you know, I think it kind of gave us a, a bit of a, a little bit of a training ground to, to kind of get an album done, you know. And I guess you could say the confidence that you guys did it good enough the first time around. If you were to go down that angle again, you will probably nail it again, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely nail it, bro. Don't you worry. All right, with with Chris as a producer, this is more for you guys in the back. With Chris producing, is he a hard ass? I mean, because I look at you and you look like the sweetest guy in the world. But I don't know if I could work with a guy like you. What's he like? Yeah, he's a total hard ass. Yeah, he's a hard ass. Definitely. Yeah. He's. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the the thing with Chris is he's a perfectionist. Yeah, so. Yeah. For me, like being the guitarist, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's fucking done. Let's just move on to the next one. He'd be like, next take, 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 take. And yeah. Again, again. I'm like, man, it's done. And he's like, no, just do it again. So, bit of a hardest, yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. And obviously, it showcases what you guys really have instead of just being a one take wonder. Let's do it again and see if you guys can actually nail it, that kind of thing. With that said, like, the, the thing I love about the album itself was it, it's such a genre crossing blend of beautiful, heavy music. <laughs> it's hardcore, it's punk, it's rock, it's fucking southern 
southern rock. Like, there's elements of uh, Every Time I Die in there, the damn things. You know, obviously Keith Buckley must play a big part in your guys' musical tastes. Yeah, man. We love Every Time I Die and, and the, the damn things and, and a whole bunch of other shit, too. Like, we, we, we take a lot of influence from, from older bands like Metallica and Pantera yeah. and all the shit that we grew up listening to. Yeah, like, I guess we, we love, like, all aspects of heavy music. We love punk, hardcore, metal, rock. And we just kind of fucking have a weird blend of all of that shit together. Yeah. And it sounds like bare bones, so... Which is fucking yeah. great. It's a great sound. Um, so the question following this is obviously, when the fuck is new music on the way? Soon. soon. Yeah. 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 And look, I, and I don't want this fucking bullshit of people saying, yeah, it's on the way soon. Yeah, we've got something in the works. You have big things coming and that kind of thing. <laughs> and all the shit that bands do. Like, how soon are we talking? Are, are we going to see a, a song drop? That kind of thing. I think at the, I think at the moment we're, we're still, you know... Um, we're still in the demoing phase. We're still kind of gathering our ideas together. Um, we're taking a completely different approach to this one. We're doing a little bit more team style writing together, yeah. um, a little less kind of secluded, isolated type of writing, and getting some pretty different results with that. So, yeah, um, yeah we're still we're still kind of in that that demoing and writing stage. So, yeah. we're yet to lock down exactly a bit of studio time yet, and. So the no bullshit answer is we don't know, man. But it is coming soon. It's coming soon. We're writing, yeah. What about probably eight songs in the bank at the moment yeah, that we're yeah. pretty happy on? Sounding a bit heavier than Bad Habits. Um, yeah. Are you worried about following up such a great album like that? Like, it, there's no pressure in the studio? No, man. No. We, got, we got way more in the bag. We're, um, I think we just write music that we like, man, and we, that, that, that we think sounds like shit that we want to play. So. Yeah. It'll be a natural progression from Bad Habits, but like we don't take any pressure from, from how that sounded or yeah. the response to that. We'll just write a new record and put it out and fucking see what happens. Playing shows in Australia is big. Getting good supports is great. I mean, you guys even opened Soundwave, uh, the last one in yeah. Sydney, which was yeah. a fucking you know, big achievement to have. Like, What do you do career goal-wise? Like, How do you top what you've already done so far <laughs> in such a short amount of fucking time? Well, uh, <laughs> we've done amazing supports. We've, we've done all these huge venues as a support band. I guess the goal is to, to do that as, as, headline a, as a headline band, band man. Yeah, to, to just grow the band. Hopefully play some shows overseas, just, yeah, hopefully just moving up the rank in our own country yeah, and yeah. getting some exposure across the world, man, and uh, getting getting bare bones to Europe, America, Asia, wherever it will take us. We'll go bare there. bones worldwide, yeah. essentially coming yeah. soon Why? with this music. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you know, coming to the Big Sound is an opportunity to, to meet people to help you get to that point. Um, this is an opportunity I want to get on now where you guys can showcase one of your songs that, for those who haven't discovered bare bones yet, can listen to this and go, fuck yeah, I mean. I could talk about any song on the album, but it's not up to me. As a collective, what's the song that you reckon we should get on now for people to discover Bare Bones and go, I'm down for that? James Clark, you can answer this one. Um, no pressure. <laughs> I don't know, I'm really, uh, I really feel Heavy Burner might be a good one. It's got some heavy stuff in there. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. There you go, check out Heavy Burner off Bad Habits, available on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, at your local record store. And that is how you sell your music. We're getting that song on right now. The Bones, thank you so much. Thank you, Brownie. You fucking legends. Listen to Wall of Sound, motherfuckers. <laughs>
Hey, it's Dylan from Grave Mind, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Big Sound has come to an end, and one of the bands I'm glad I got to see was fucking Grave Mind. Dylan from the band joining me now, mate. Uh, big week for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how's it feel opening for Paul Kelly? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Uh, we didn't actually know what was going to happen. We were wondering why we were playing to so many people. I think the room was packed out. It was, it was massively. And then you had hipsters everywhere. Like, literally people you wouldn't normally see at a Gravemind show were there. But the thing about that was they were getting into it. Yeah. It was fucking great. Yeah, it was groovy. That was, uh, that was half the fun, I think, just getting a whole room full of people that don't like that kind of music yep. and just giving it to them anyway. Which is essentially what Big Sound's all about, getting a whole bunch of people in the room who haven't heard of the band before yeah. and uh, checking you guys out. been a big week for you guys. What's one of the things that come to mind that you've really appreciated attending Big Sound and you know moving forward is going to help you guys out? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Gravevine's a pretty DIY band and I'm getting the opportunity to meet uh, a lot of people from all around the world who come here and they are just so forthcoming with so much information. They'll just help us out. Like we've met... Um, some really great people here and every time we sat down with them they just laid it out they're just like here's what you need to do to okay, go yeah. overseas here's what you need to do to... so the meetings the meetings yeah, are great. Yeah, yeah. really really helpful for so us it's literally not a situation of someone stroking your ego going you guys are fantastic I can make you the next big thing in the fucking world you know you come with me and I'll fucking take you down a dark alleyway you give me a million dollars <laughs> and we'll turn you into fucking Metallica uh, yeah I don't know maybe for uh, other bands but not, not for yeah. a death metal band yeah in saying that though, we've had a chat before, I'm not the biggest fan of death metal, but mm. there's just something about Gravemind's style that it's not as bad as what it seems. If that, if it's not as heavy yeah. as what it seems. Like on stage, it's riff heavy. It's fucking, you know, stuff that makes you want to throw down and bash your head around. But mm. your ability to scream and then have this, I'm going to call it poetic poetic vocals i guess you could say yeah Wankery? yeah we'll yeah, go with that yeah. yeah it's it's a great blend is that sort of something that you want to be able to do on a studio album and also on stage two to add to the show yeah absolutely i think what's really important if you're going to do extreme music whether like it's death metal or it's death yeah. core or it's hardcore or whatever you need to have some dynamics in what you're doing um so when you play a live set no one really wants to listen like you we don't even want to play 30 minute set which is just wall-to-wall noise yeah yeah because what will happen is you just tune out it's just it's just not possible to keep your attention so i think with all the spoken word stuff that we've done that's kind of more or less been experimented with in the studio initially and um yeah well damon he writes all the music and when when we'll record together i'll say i want to try something out and he goes don't make don't make it shit don't make it shit Basically, he's the decider. If I do something like a spoken word bit or um, yeah. whatever it is, if he's like, yeah, it's all right, then I know it's not lame. Look, it's a healthy contribution as well, too. It's not a situation of like, I've done all of this. It needs to be done my way. Like a fucking someone who has creative control over things. You guys can all chip in and go, hey, here's a suggestion I've got. Will this work? Or let me try this out. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the past, Damon's has written everything. And then we kind of go into the studio and track it out. And that's beginning, middle and end. But yep. um, we're working on an album at the moment. And yep. He is being very patient, a very patient Damon. I can well, see good work, there. Damon. He's hanging out back there. Yeah. So let's talk about the music moving forward. Obviously, the Death Cat EP came out, did pretty good. Uh, Lifelike is just fucking going nuts, mm. not just here in Australia too, but also picking up overseas. Is, is that reassuring that you guys are doing the right thing, knowing like the Americans are jumping on board now this early in yeah. your career? I think the Americans are great. I've always said that anytime we ever get the opportunity to maybe have like a PR spot in America or whatever, like the Americans are the first ones to say where they like it and tag their friends. Like they're yeah, really, yeah. Um, the camaraderie of uh, people that like music in America is really cool. So we're really fortunate that our music reaches them for starters and then they actually share it as well. I think that with Lucky, we've got some really great fans and we tried something new with Lifelike and we kind of put a bit more, like more of a personal spin on it as opposed yeah. to 
like what they're kind of classically used to from the shit we've done before and um, they're really receptive to it and they were uh, they get some great feedback and so that gave us more confidence. When bands come up with uh, different types of merge ideas and things like that that kind of stand out from the pack it really cements you guys as oh you're creative you're innovative. Um, I love the thing that you had where you bury the lyrics and then it turns into a plant was that how that worked? Was that, that the was, box? That was for the lifelike single yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, mum calls it the pizza box um, but it's basically it's a wooden box and we put 10 test presses in 10 boxes and the lyric sheet, yeah, if you plant it, you plant the lyrics in the ground, flowers should grow. Which is, for a death metal band, deathcore band, that's fucking pretty outrageous to do. Is that, you know, something you guys are going to do moving forward, that kind of quirky merch kind of thing? Or is that like a one-off kind of thing and now you're out of ideas? Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. All the ideas come at two in the morning when you're trying to sleep. But um, we've always done weird things, I guess, for our marketing and like, um, I guess, tying into not just having the music be the music. We like to point at it from different directions. And yeah. we, we do that through weird, quirky release campaigns. We do it from weird merch or yeah, anything that kind of grabs your attention yep. uh, in, a, in a market that's so saturated at the moment, I guess, with heavy music. Got to stand out. And do something different. Is beard oil something that you're going to work towards? Beard oil. Yeah, you look. Can take that. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are we just like doing this for us. Like, yeah. Well, no, yeah, well like, exactly. You know, you have a lush beard. Don't mind me a second. It just needs a bit of a um, clean up and oil. Yeah, I, th- I don't think my beard's the only thing that's a bit dry this morning. Yeah, so. I know. Um, okay, so for those who haven't had the chance to come across uh, you guys yet, what's a song that we can get on right now that you think they will dig, enjoy, and hopefully follow you guys on Facebook and take all their friends and all the comments about it? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the latest release, Lifelike. It's yeah. got a bit of something for everyone, and it's. More or less the direction we're moving. Excellent. Get amongst it. Gravemind, other band, they are fucking doing big things and we, for one, cannot wait to see what you guys are going to do next. Dylan, thanks for the chat. Cheers, dude.
Brave Mind with Lifelike on Wall of Sound up against the wall. If you've liked what you've heard so far, make sure you track those bands down on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find them, and check out what they have to offer. They are, in my opinion, some of the best upcoming talent we have here in the country. We've covered the Big Sound Festival with a review of all the acts we got to see and a few photos too. You can check that out at wallofsoundau.com. Or take a look at our social media accounts, Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But that's it for this week's very special edition of the podcast from Big Sound 2018. We'll get back to your regular scheduled programming very soon. But before I get out of here today, this is another band I had my hopes on checking out and having an interview with. Couldn't track the guys down, but they put on a fantastic show. A great upcoming heavy act called Cast Down. And this is their song Leatherman on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you real soon. You are stopping! You are stopping!